Today, former President Donald Trump went to a courthouse in New York and turned himself in. He pleaded not guilty to 34 felony counts of falsifying business records in the first degree. This is the first time in history that a former U.S. president has been charged with a crime. Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg said that Trump participated in a scheme to buy and suppress negative information about himself ahead of the 2016 presidential election. Today's charges stem from alleged hush money payments to adult film actress Stormy Daniels. Under New York state law, it is a felony to falsify business records with intent to defraud and an intent to conceal another crime. That is exactly what this case is about. 34 false statements made to cover up other crimes. These are felony crimes in New York State, no matter who you are. Now, Trump is running for president again. There's still a lot we don't know about how this case will play out, but we do know one thing. It's already impacting the 2024 presidential race. For the moment, Trump is back in the center of, the atten- of everyone's attention. Um, you know, you have a bunch of these other wannabe presidents touring the country on the Republican side. Uh, you know, former Vice President Mike Pence, Ron DeSantis doing book tour events. None of that matters now. It's all blotted out by the sun. Michael Shearer is a national political reporter for The Post. He says the Trump campaign has raised millions of dollars since the indictment was made public last week. And although it's still early, Trump's polling numbers have gone up too. But Michael says this is only one part of the story. The other part is that, uh, you know, once you win the Republican nomination, you actually got to win a presidential election. And we don't know exactly what the impact is going to be, but the early indications are uh, what's happened over the last few weeks for former President Trump has not been good for his general election hopes if he's able to get the nomination again. From the newsroom of The Washington Post, this is Post Reports. I'm Elahe Izadi. It's Tuesday, April 4th. Today, the politics of Trump's court battles. Michael and I talk about how Trump's campaign has actually capitalized on Trump's legal troubles and how criminal charges against Trump could upend the 2024 election. Michael, we have already seen this case have an impact on the 2024 presidential race. Michael, what is the big takeaway on on what that impact has been on the race so far? The Republican Party for a while now has been a party sort of defined and unified around the sense of grievance, this idea that there are elites in the media, in Hollywood, in academia, uh, in, in big corporations, uh, in, in blue cities that are, that are mistreating most of America. And what this indictment has done is put Donald Trump back in the center of that conversation as the symbol of that agreement. And, and we've seen the effect uh, in these early primary polls for the Republican nomination. It's important to say that polls at this point in the election cycle are not predictive of the final result. So these polls are almost certainly going to change. They may not change. We don't know. But but you've seen uh, Trump's uh, support in, in a national polling uh, go up about five, six points. He's raised... 
uh, his aides say, about $8 million in recent weeks. And so, so for the moment, it's been a, a real boon for him uh, on that side of the ledger in the, in the Republican primary. When we focus on how Trump has used this new indictment to his political advantage, part of that is the spectacle of all of this, right? Because Trump has always been good at using media coverage to his advantage. What's that looking like today, and what could that look like going forward? Trump tends to win when people are paying attention to him, and the attention is enormous right. <laughs> on him right now. Now, the judge uh, has put some limits on that. He he ruled yesterday that TV cameras would not be allowed in the courtroom. But there are going to be uh, photographers allowed into the courtroom briefly today for quick photographs. There will be TV cameras in the hallway. Uh, former President Trump is going to be going back to Mar-a-Lago for a a rally speech tonight, which will no doubt be carried live by a number of different networks. Um, so the attention factor is 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 still going to be very high. And when Trump has a camera on him, he he tends to find a way to benefit himself. Michael, how did Trump respond when the news broke that he was being indicted? What what, what has been his approach to this moment? It's very typical Trump. We are now officially a third world country. No president in the history of our country has been subjected to such vicious and disgusting attacks. But they only attack me because I fight for you. It's very simple. They can't buy me and they can't control me. And that scares them beyond belief. It's to attack everyone involved, everyone against him, to try and impugn the credibility of the prosecutor, to go after the judge. Uh, to go after other people involved in this, to to go after his former advisor, Michael Cohen. He's had his lawyers on TV uh, pretty consistently for about a week now, going on whatever show they're invited on to attack the charges. I'm his attorney, but I'm myself. I, I, I don't, I'm not his PR person. I'm not a spokesperson. He's entitled to his own opinion. And what he's been through, quite frankly, uh, I, I don't blame him for feeling the way he feels. It fits into a very predictable and successful narrative for the former president, which is this idea that all of this is bogus. It's all a witch hunt. It's all an effort by the powerful entrenched interests in this country to prevent his movement from moving forward. Nothing can destroy the greatest political movement in history. This is the greatest movement in political history. There's never been anything like it. Even the fake news media, when they hear me say that, they can't challenge it because it's true. Both Trump and his supporters will often say that they're not after me, they're after all the voters who vote for Trump, that, that this is an attack not just on the man for what he did, but the whole political cause that he represents. The, you know, the challenge is that outside of a courtroom, Trump has enormous power over what that message is. He, he's better than almost anyone at controlling media narratives, at selling uh, whatever he's selling that day. Inside a courtroom, he really doesn't have that much power. You know, the, the, the judge runs the show and the jury decides what happens to him. And it's not a place he wants to be. It's not a place where it's just whoever shouts the loudest Mm -hmm. uh, or gets on the right TV show wins. or make, It's a place where facts actually do tend to matter a great deal. They tend to be dispositive. 
Um, so it's not a great place for him to be. Can you spell out a little bit more to me how Trump and his allies might be using this indictment in New York related to possible hush money payments to Stormy Daniels to their political benefit? Like, are they fundraising off of this? What, what does this look like? Oh, they're absolutely fundraising off of it. And funny, it, you know, it's not just Trump who's fundraising off of it. You have a number of other Republicans who are fundraising off of it because it, it's such a, it's such an animating um, issue. And it's actually frustrated some on Trump's team when other politicians put out emails about their outrage and say, give me 5 or $10. <laughs> no, no, give it to me. I'm the one <laughs> fighting the, these charges. <laughs> um, if you've watched a Trump rally at any point over the last two years, I mean, or even over the last, you know, six years, uh, it is clear that the the motivating emotion, the 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 thing that drives his supporters, is this feeling of being wronged. And I mean, the line he's been using recently at his events is that I am your retribution, um, which is a pretty stunning statement for someone running for president. Hmm. In 2016, I declared, I am your voice. Today, I add, I am your warrior. I am your justice. And for those who have been wronged and betrayed, I am your retribution. I am your retribution. Not going to let this happen. It's retribution against other Americans. Um, it's against these powerful institutions. And, and you see in... Uh, in Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis, a very similar playbook. He obviously doesn't have the background that that President Trump has, but his whole claim to political success at this point and, and his hypothetical claim to the presidency is that he is really good at taking on powerful interests like, you know, teachers' unions and woke corporations and uh, the, the medical establishment and, you know, all these powerful interests that many Republicans feel are mistreating them at the moment. And how have Republicans, either running against Trump in 2024 or considering running against him in 2024, how have those Republicans responded to this indictment? Yeah, to a person almost, the likely rivals and announced rivals to him have been very critical of the indictment itself and of the legal process and of the New York prosecutor Alvin Bragg, who's bringing these charges, um, they the, the the phrase often used by people like former Vice President Mike Pence or uh, former UN uh, uh, Ambassador Nikki Haley is that this is a political prosecution. The idea that for the first time in American history, a former president would be indicted on a campaign finance uh, issue. Uh, to me, uh, it, it just smacks of, of political prosecution. We're dealing with a lot of political drama that's unnecessary because you've got political vengeful people out there. And so for the moment, there's been a rallying around him. You know, the one exception, I think, is former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson, who's a former prosecutor himself, who's been much more cautious about his comments and has basically said, we've got to wait to see what the jury does. We have to let the legal process play out to see what this all means. We don't want to erode confidence in our entire criminal justice system uh, simply because uh, we don't like uh, the beginning parts of the case. So for the moment, it's really hard to attack uh, former President Trump if you're running against him while you're also defending him. And the reason that defense is happening um, beyond the 
the, the merits of the case are the public polling, which shows enormous share of the people who will decide who the Republican nominee is furious at this indictment and seeing it as purely political. Even people, even Republicans who um, don't prefer Trump as the nominee in 2024 see this uh, in the context of this broader narrative that's been established over many years, and this idea that powerful elite forces are arraigned against, um, you know, not just uh, certain politicians, but entire swaths of the country. After the break, the challenges to winning the presidency when facing criminal charges. We'll be right back. We've talked a lot on this show about how this case, this latest case, is just one of many investigations Trump is facing. There's also a Justice Department investigation into classified documents found at Trump's Florida home, Mar-a-Lago. So, Michael, what is the latest with that probe in particular? The probes being run by the special prosecutor, Jack Smith, from the Department of Justice, and that's both the classified documents probe and the probe into uh, the the efforts to resist the transfer of power in 2020, leading into the, the those riots of January 6th, are, are before a grand jury, and, and, and that's the process that's happening now. It's a secret process. Testimony is being taken. Um, you know, I, I think it, it's broadly expected, for instance, that former Vice President Pence very soon will have to go before that grand jury to testify on the um, transfer of power side of that investigation. Um, and and by all accounts, and again, we don't know much, this is all uh, a secret process, a grand jury process. So, so there's no transparency at this point. The Justice Department is being pretty aggressive. It looks like they are doing an investigation to figure out as much as they can figure out at this point, and they're not, they're not pulling their punches in any way. The Post also reported this week that on the obstruction charges around classified documents, the sources familiar with the matter say they have pretty specific evidence that after Trump was told that the documents need to be returned, he did things that pointed to possibly trying to resist those instructions, um, which would be the basis of an obstruction charge, which I think is at this point the most likely charge he will face. You know, there's a, there's a lot of former officials who end up with classified documents in their cardboard boxes when they leave the White House. or But this is a pretty extraordinary claim that when the government comes back to try and get that information, the principal tries to obstruct that effort. Do you think Trump could use the other cases he's involved with, like the Justice Department investigations, to his political advantage as well? Or is there something specific to the Stormy Daniels case that animates his base more? I think it's going to get harder and harder for Trump. If those other investigations also end in indictments, um, it is going to become more difficult uh, uh, for the former president. One reason is that there are a number of Republicans who have not said that the Jack Smith investigation into the efforts to block the transfer of power in 2020 are illegitimate. They they believe that was horrible what happened then. I mean, the, you know, 
former Vice President Mike Pence has said that repeatedly. Uh, he's going to testify. He has not attacked the DOJ for that investigation. And so you'll have a different response from within the party than you will for this. I mean, this is a basically a business records case. Hmm. You know, it's not a case about the fundamental features of American democracy, the highest elected official in the land allegedly doing something to violate the Constitution. I mean, it's, it's a very different type of, uh, of investigation. Um, and I think there are a significant share of Republican uh, primary voters mm-hmm. who are concerned about what happened on January 6th, not only because it may impugn Trump's electability in a general election, but because they really thought it was truly wrong. And so I think that we will have a far more nuanced conversation within the Republican Party if those investigations do end in indictments as well. Michael, I think a lot of people would think intuitively and on its face value that a criminal indictment would hurt Trump in 2024 and would make his Republican opponents more appealing because they are not under investigation and have a criminal indictment against them and haven't been arraigned. And and of course, that could still happen. Like, the way this all plays out could make his opponents more appealing in a Republican primary. But is at this moment, is the Trump campaign trying to weaponize this case in some way, like trying to use it to his advantage in a Republican primary? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the defining feature of the Republican Party in recent years is that the Republican primary electorate, the people who decide who the Republican candidates are, often choose things that the general electorate doesn't like. And we saw that in the 2022 midterm elections. You had a number of these Senate candidates around the country who were election deniers, who were very affiliated with Trump, who lost what were otherwise winnable races in large part because they just weren't good candidates. And 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 the, the general voting public didn't want them as their leaders. Now, that same dynamic still exists. It's very possible that you come out of a Republican presidential primary um, with very enthusiastic support for a candidate, maybe it's Trump, maybe it's somebody else, who just won't play well uh, once you allow everybody in the country to vote. And it's, a, and it's a sort of a structural challenge right now for the Republican Party that a lot of Republican leaders are, are struggling with. And that means that right now, what is good for President Trump may not be great in a general election and, and that this indictment is a, is a political win for him. Well, I find this all super fascinating in part because, you know, Ron DeSantis, the Florida governor, Republican Florida governor, who hasn't officially declared that he's running for president, widely expected to run for president, is is widely viewed as perhaps the most competitive opponent in a primary against Trump. There's been polling done showing those two in a matchup. And even he, like, no one's really coming out with this forceful attack on Trump using this moment that one would think is super vulnerable for Trump and exploiting it to their advantage. And I think that, does that show the difficulty of attacking Trump on anything? Like, what is the line of attack against Trump in a Republican primary? Yeah, I, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a good point. You know, DeSantis initially came out and said, I have nothing to do with uh, this, this indictment. Like hush money payments. <laughs> and, and then he mentioned porn star and hush money payments as sort of like a dig at, 
at uh, at Trump, you know, to say, like, I also have nothing to do with porn stars, you know, I'm not. Which is like crazy to say, like, that's the biggest dig uh, an, a, someone could make is just mentioning what this is, not even attacking him, just mentioning it, right? Right. But then he kind of backpedaled. So when the indictments actually, mm. when the news broke that the indictments had actually happened, he put out a statement that was far more fiercely in support of the former president, even going so far as to say he would not, uh, uh, support extradite, not cooperate with with uh, New York authorities to extradite Trump from Florida up to New York, which was a moot point. Trump was never asking to fight extradition. He was always agreeing to cooperate. But DeSantis so wanted to show support that he, he was basically willing to defy another state's legal authority, which is a pretty unusual claim for a governor to make uh, in the United States. Um, so it is a very difficult situation. And again, I would point to I mean, I fully expect DeSantis to announce a campaign for president in the next few months. I fully expect him to be, for a while, the most prominent uh, opponent of Trump for the Republican nomination. And that will be a nasty, brutal, head-to-head fight, and they will be very critical of each other. But I Hmm. don't think DeSantis sees this as the way to do it. Now, I do think that DeSantis will make electability in a general election a big part of his argument. And part of the electability argument is, by the way, this guy's uh, in, in, uh, in court right now. You know, do we really want to mm-hmm. really have a candidate who could be a felon by election day? Um, and so it'll be a little more nuanced. It'll, it'll develop over time. But, but for the time being, um, I, I, I don't expect DeSantis to take many more uh, digs at, at Donald Trump's alleged porn star past. Yeah, that's interesting. It's a, it's like, in some ways, this indictment trying to attack him specifically on this issue is not going to be to any Republican's political advantage in a primary. But if a more nuanced argument could be made that this will impact the general election and we need to learn the lessons from the past, perhaps that that could be successful a successful approach for a Republican opponent. I mean, so a Quinnipiac poll that came out last week, one of the numbers in it was that 57% of the country of, of voters think uh, uh, an indictment should disqualify a candidate uh, and disqualify Trump from, from running for office. That's a big number. And the word disqualify is not a great word either. Now, we know so? that— well, because it, it's 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 like I will no longer consider. It's not like uh-huh. do you approve or disapprove, or could you you know do you support or not support? Disqualify has like a sort of definitive um, ring to it. Oh, like like my hands are tied. I you just cannot do this. Right, and and so I, I mean I, I don't like I said at the beginning of this. I don't think any numbers we see in polling right now are predictive of what we're going to see in a year. So things are going to change. But the starting place for the president is not great. And, and, and Democrats definitely believe that if Trump is nominated as the Republican nominee in 2024, which looks at least possible, if not likely, um, they're going to be in a very strong position because they think in a general election, they can make a case against Trump not on issues like you know energy production and performance of the economy and uh, foreign policy and all the other things that you know typically come up in presidential races, but just on the character and the quality of the candidate they're running against. Um, and we saw in the midterm elections last year, there was clear indications that 
uh, Trump's endorsement did not result in general election wins. So, um, uh, you know, it, 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 I do think electability and Trump is something he's going to have to find a way to, uh, an issue he's going to have to find a way to overcome. How have Democrats responded in this moment to the indictment and, and Trump being arraigned? And, and what is their strategy in this, in this response? When the courtroom gavels into session this afternoon, uh, President Biden will be meeting with his science advisors. He is, he is acting like president. Democrats love the contrast. You know, one candidate in a courtroom, the other doing the people's work. Biden has not commented on any of this. He is not expected to comment on any of this. Um, it's, it's sort of a, it's a, it's a message that carries itself. Democrats don't really have to lift a finger to deliver, uh, uh, you know, the hits they want to deliver against Republicans. So, um, for the moment, uh, Democrats are feeling really good about it. We've talked a bit about how Trump is trying to use this indictment to his political advantage, but let's also just talk about how this could hurt his campaign not just from a political perspective, but a logistical perspective. Um, you know, the U.S. Constitution has very few requirements for what you need to have to become a, a presidential candidate or to win the presidency, and none of them have anything to do with criminal record or time served in jail, you know, or a felony conviction. I mean, <laughs> there's a scenario here where Donald Trump could be elected president and not be able to vote for himself in the election because he's a convicted felon. So all of that is, is sort of uncharted territory at this point, and, and we don't know how it's going to play out. It's also true that a lot of these legal processes take a long time. Um, they're not indictment, quick two-week trial, over and done with. So we don't also know the timing of all this, but it, it's never happened before, and we've never had a leading presidential candidate who's facing these sort of distractions. And so we'll... We'll see how it develops. Michael, thank you so much for making time for us today. Thanks for having me. Michael Shearer is a national political reporter for The Post. That's it for Post Reports. Thanks for listening. Today's show was produced by Jordan Marie Smith. It was mixed by Sean Carter and edited by Lucy Perkins. Thanks also to Arjun Singh. One more thing before we go, we're going to be talking with The Post's new climate coach this week about how to live sustainably. I know I have lots of questions. I'm sure you do too. So record a voice memo on your phone and email it to us at postreportswashpost.com. I'm Elahe Izadi. We'll be back tomorrow with more stories from The Washington Post. <laughs>